0: know you're of your choice in podcasts and we thank you for selecting episode 5 of insert credit i'm your host alex Gorblax jaffe and joining me as always are three men with over 100 twitter followers guitar hero frank cifaldi how you doing guitar freak tim rogers yeah yeah freak i was about to say and guitaru man brandon sheffield
1: somehow i knew i was gonna get that one
0: but that's not all also joining us this week is our inaugural celebrity guest, Dyad creator and tactical freakout engineer Sean McGrath.
2: I don't get a guitar uh, guitar reference in my introduction.
0: You're the guitar special is- guest. You don't go on the theme. You've got your own thing. You're above and beyond our uh, run-of-the-mill extra uh, extras. Yeah, you made awesome. t- you made you made
3: stages and tactical freakout variations of those stages. So. That's more than any any of us have. I mean, I've made tactical freakout variations
2: of things that are not stages. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. What, but, what, what did you make tactical freakout variations of then?
3: It usually is uh, stuff involving the bathroom.
0: <laughs> Great. <laughs> so, Sean McGrath, nice. if you're unfamiliar with the rules, here they are. I'm going to spit a topic at you, and you guys are going to have to address it in six minutes or less. If you go over, I'm going to play a horrifying noise, which probably alienates 75% of our potential listener base.
2: Probably. I think it's, I think it's definitely. Yes, I, uh, I'm ready for this. Are you, are you awake over there? Oh, I just woke up.
1: Oh, cool. You're having a nap time? <laughs>
0: this will be great radio then. All right. All right. Uh, let's start with question number one. What is the most fun weapon in a video game? Oh man, mm. the most fun weapon in
3: a video game is uh, I always say the pistol in Halo I just like that pistol The shotgun in Doom too, Feels good as well If you could combine them, there you
1: go I would say uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know about the very best weapon But uh, Shatterhand That's a pretty cool weapon Shatterhand. Yeah. Man. Everything yeah, blows fun. up when you punch it That seems like the way to, to glory He's got he those hand.
3: fists Where when the skin is ripped off You can see metal underneath on the box okay. All right. mm-hmm. and he's also wearing sunglasses.
4: I think it's definitely the vacuum cleaner from the Simpsons arcade game.
3: Oh, oh,
2: no, yes,
3: no,
4: <laughs> yes.
2: Marge is what about the, the what, best what was character. the what was the stupid weapon in Star Tropics? Was it a, uh, a yo-yo? Yo-yo, <laughs> yo Yeah, it actually. I'm I, I gonna go with that. It actually felt pretty good. The
3: yo-yo in Star Tropics. Yeah, I agree. Have you ever played any of the Goemon games, uh, Sean McGrath? No, I have not. Oh, because your, your weapon, when it's powered up to the highest level, it's a pipe, and then you power it up, and it's a much longer pipe, and then it's a yo-yo. And that yo-yo actually feels really good.
0: Well, it's as demonstrated a, by uh, Symphony of the Night, sometimes the best weapon is no weapon at all. Yeah, punch. Yeah. well, the punching in
3: Shatterhand and the punching in Symphony of the Night, I would say, have a similar feel. They have a similar, what were those,
2: like, those after-touch, uh, six-axis after-touch weapons in uh, Heavenly Sword? Those were kind of cool, too. Those actually did feel pretty good.
4: I don't think anyone else knows what you guys are talking about.
3: What, the, the Heavenly Sword? Yeah. Where you, you're, like, hitting dudes, and as you're hitting them, like, it'll things will go into slow motion, and then you yank the controller, like,
2: one way or another to, to fling the enemy trajectory. It's a... I don't know. There was like those rice picker hats that you could throw to like bang off of gongs, and then you had to like control them with the six axis That was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Those were kind of cool.
3: Are
4: you guys Am being facetious, or what? Have you played Heavenly Sword, Frank? Uh, no, but but the six axis part sounds kind of horrifying.
1: It's yeah,
4: it's the, the game.
3: It's, it's totally okay to like uh, Heavenly Sword. By the way, guys, Well, I'm okay with liking I'm, it. I, I mean, no, I'm letting, I'm talking, I'm speaking to the audience, but you too, Frank.
4: Okay, thank you.
3: It's, it's okay to like it. You don't have to dislike Heavenly Sword. It's actually okay. Thank uh you. the character is kinda of dumb and the story's kind of tarded, and the character's hair kinda of looks like 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 wet clothes just kinda of hanging off her head. But, I like the uh,
4: way she looks in general though. Yeah, yeah. The the hair's a
3: little bad. Hair's always bad in games. That's why the bald space marine. But uh the aftertouch weapons. So you're talking about the the thing when you pilot the thing. What was that one game? That dead, dead, dark sector. I was going to say dead sector. Dark sector where you fire the, uh, you have that boomer. Glaive. Yeah, the, the the glaive, yeah. So you throw this thing and you can pilot that with the six axis. That actually felt all right.
4: Yeah, actually. I mean, uh, sorry, I was going to say a legitimate answer is I, I really like the gravity gun in Half Life 2. It's
3: a like, really, really good gun.
4: Yeah, I like I like sucking up and throwing objects that are in the environment. Uh, I think that's future of everything. I just like sucking up. Yep, in general. The cash register in Dead Rising was pretty good too. Yeah, it had a real aggressive
3: axe, hatchet like snap to it when the guy hits the enemy.
2: Yeah, it has it had a good weight to that one.
3: The uh, I think just every just pressing the the square button in God Hand is a pretty good uh, weapon. weapon. Just any, any god hand punches and kicks and guard breakers. But, uh, but to, be, to be totally serious, the weapon that first blew my mind in a video game was just the whip in Castlevania, because it has that... All, all the weapons in 8-bit games, there was never... When people got around on the playground, they were like, oh, it would be so cool if you could just fly in this game, if you could just go anywhere. There's a code that lets Mario just fly, but all the cool games were totally had these weird, quirky, restricted movements, like the 45-degree angle of the fireballs in Mario, you know, or the whip having that distance where it has that hitbox that's extended this weird, obscene number of pixels from the character. Like, it just
2: feels good. So, you haven't played Dark Souls yet, have you?
3: I, I have not actually sat down with it. I've tooled around with it a bit. I played a whole bunch of Demon Souls. But you're saying Dark Souls feels way better?
2: infinitely better because in that game are amazing
3: i didn't totally get that from my brief play session oh it's so good but i'm gonna say the, the funnest weapon in all of video games my final answer is uh, the whip and rondo of blood like especially when you hold the whip button and then now you're able to move backward so you're kind of sparring with the guy
1: hmm. i always used the spear i don't know how to not use that guy i just every time
3: are you talking i think you're talking about bloodlines
1: Oh, yeah, you said Rondo of they Blood, are. lol.
3: Yeah, Rondo of Bloodlines would be the best game ever. <laughs> yes. The spear in in uh, Bloodlines is fantastic, though.
1: Yeah, it's real cool.
3: Yeah, it's a really good spear. But spears are, in general, the best weapons, but there aren't enough games that use them well. Spartan Which Foto- one was Rondo Warrior. of Blood?
4: Is that Dracula X?
3: Yeah, Dracula X, Rondo of Blood. Yeah. I just call it Rondo, because we're, we're friends. <laughs> call it Rondo. <laughs> Rami. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I call it Captain Ronnie.
1: <laughs> round dog.
3: <laughs> Ron and the <laughs> Ron dog. I I I really like uh, the way the whip feels in that game, and I like the spear in Spartan Total Warrior. My ideal weapon would be a gun that fires uh, a gun that that fires at the rate of the Doom shotgun, but feels like the pistol in Halo, and the projectiles are basketball
0: size. And that's how question one works. I, I suppose so. In an that was MMO, a, it
4: was probably a
3: little too loud. By the way. Oh, that's uh, fine for me. Really, it wasn't too loud for me. Okay. I, I you know, I say bring
0: it. In that's an a, MMO that's... addiction clinic, what would be administered as methadone? <laughs> oh, man, hmm. that's
1: methadone. Gold farming.
0: Gold farming.
3: Gold farming. That's, that's not going to help. I would say you get a special build a stop of wow. Gap. You get a special build of wow where their character is on like level 0 and will just die if they get hit once and they can't level up and they have no weapons or items and all they're allowed to do is walk around the town.
4: Why Someone would to find a way to beat the game with that.
3: No, no they definitely wouldn't unless they were able to communicate well enough people to be like hey can I just kind of hang out behind you guys and watch you guys kill the dragon while I stand over here not getting hurt because they
2: can't level up there's no leveling up so why not do the opposite of that and then just give somebody access to the database so they can just give themselves whatever items they want that's Would actually a that really good solution because yeah. Uh, yeah
3: you start to find games and their methodology is very cheap once you uh, a kind of uh, peek under the hood you know? And you see what really goes into the level design and all that. Like You're the guy like,
0: who broke uh, Smurf's village by moving ahead the phone's internal clock. Yeah.
3: And then it's like, what do you do after that? I, I mean, I, I remember getting really, really good at Super Ghouls and Ghosts, right? And just being like, heck yeah, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, right? And then you beat the game and it's like, now you have to beat it a second time. And it's like, what? And then i remember just deciding to try out the invincibility code one day and then i just never played it again just years passed. i was like well i don't want to play anymore because i've seen all the stuff and i feel like a loser for doing it that way so maybe that's it i think sean had this right
0: i think so too actually just I think give we, them everything yeah, give him everything. All right, uh, that's the uh, that's a I great that's example a of a successful weird. question. Um Moving wow. on to our listeners, uh, Norbert Lavag6 asks, "Who is the John Holmes of the video game industry?" John Holmes. John Holmes. John Holmes, also Not known as uh, Johnny Wad. Leisure suit,
1: Leisure suit Larry.
0: No. Leisure suit Larry. <laughs> So wait, uh, I, I
4: can't be the only one in the world who needs a reminder of who John Holmes is. Uh, he, uh, Boogie actor. Nights was based on that
1: guy. Oh, okay, okay. So that's why I said Leisure Suit Larry. Oh,
3: that's Leisure good. Suit Larry doesn't get laid though. All well, right. he does. Sure, he does. Yeah, he does.
4: Doesn't get laid enough. He gets laid when I play. Okay? With it, don't I mean, want him.
0: Leisure Suit Larry would have the same kind of pathetic career as the guy from Boogie Nights if you were a real person. I think
3: you have access to the code when you play Leisure Suit Larry, Frank.
4: They gave they gave me everything because I was addicted to it. I think
3: you turn on the invincible. <laughs>
4: I think you turn on the invincibility code. Play It's so weird that they built it in that you can just have sex with anybody if you. There's have- there's a question. <laughs> so I
2: just I just wikied this guy. He was in twenty two hundred and fifty porn movies. That's incredible.
3: That means he's had sex with at least two two thousand two hundred fifty women. So yeah,
2: um, and he died at age forty forty one of AIDS.
4: It would be oh, the guy it, who voices the guy who voices everybody now, Nolan North. Yeah. Nolan North. <laughs> Nolan North. <laughs> if we take that as a criteria, yeah, man, Nolan North. That's
3: hilarious that that Prince of Persia game had Nolan North just just as Nathan Drake as the Prince of Persia. It's like they were had on a whiteboard. We need to give our character an attitude. That's like, how about like Nathan Drake? Okay, well, hey, uh, I just checked. The internet, and uh, we can probably just get that guy. And they're like, yeah, okay.
1: They should have gotten Urkel if they want attitude.
3: Yeah. Yeah, man,
1: Urkel is Prince of Persia. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay, that's the answer. That's the answer. Sonic the Hedgehog is the Jonathan is the John C. Holmes of video games. <laughs> Twenty two hundred fifty games, yeah. and uh, a lot of them just done for quick cash. Yeah. Uh, when's he gonna die of AIDS? I don't want to even joke <laughs> about that.
1: He made out with a uh, uh, with a woman like his size one game
0: yeah so. that, that's, that's basically photography. maybe that werehog thing is AIDS
4: <laughs> yeah on that criteria it's either Sonic or Pac-Man and I'm gonna go Sonic yeah cause Pac-Man
3: at least uh what do you call it you know at least we haven't seen all of Pac-Man
1: you know Pac-Man can't even get respect from his wife though no like shaking a rolling pin at him and stuff
0: I mean, is that even? Well, they're life? not married, She's oh, yeah, Miss, not
1: Misses.
3: So, who's the pornographic uh, actor equivalent of of <laughs> <laughs> is there Mecha Sonic? Mecha Johnny Wad. Mecha <laughs> Johnny Wad. Yeah. All right, I'm, I'm getting into the this okay, so John Holmes was six feet one inches and uh, 146 pounds. That's uh, a. I guess that
4: really. Pretty thin, yeah.
3: I'm 144 pounds today, and I'm six feet tall. So I guess I'm about the same as this
0: guy. They say he could never achieve a full erection because he couldn't get all the blood to his penis to support that. So how does that translate to video games?
3: Sonic the Hedgehog can never reach his full speed because the level design is just... Awful. There's like always. They they just kneecap you constantly in those games now. It's like you're running and then the track just bends impossibly at like 116 degrees, and you just whip around this corner and then there's like a rock right in the middle and you have to either swerve left or right and you have like a microsecond to dodge it. That's what it is.
1: Sony- oh know. You watch those uh, those autistic kids play. it. They can get right through the thing, especially yep. the uh, the uh, that DS one. Which one on oh, DS Colors? Uh, the one that. Frank, sonic the one that you sonic
4: yeah I, Rush. yeah i I kind of put that one to the test, and you can get good at it and never stop um, um, well okay, but that but I mean that's not good design, but that is the design of that game is it it, yeah, it has to uh, be of a,
3: autistic
4: and then you could make this look really cool,
3: it has kind of a skate park feel to it, yeah, but I mean, okay, the three d ones sonic adventure two yeah. and uh. Well, no, Sonic Adventure 2 could kind of get good at. All the other 3D ones, the ones that suck, the ones that everybody lulls about, those ones, yeah, you can never reach your full speed because the game is just kneecapping you and uh, you're falling through the track and all that. That's the equivalent of uh, not being able to reach an erection with his... How large was his penis? 13 inches, I believe. It's not, not in the Wikipedia. It should be in his Wikipedia stats. Really? there could so. be a
2: picture of it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. On Wikipedia, sure. Yeah, I mean, I I went looking for one. How is it, Sean McGrath? I don't know. I couldn't find it. It's not on his. Oh,
1: come on! You must be able to. Oh,
2: I didn't look that hard.
1: So, did they ever just give him? more Neither did it.
4: Oh. (laughs) Yeah. If you just give him more blood, would that give him an erection? Can you just inject more in there? No, it's it's got to be about pumping. It's like
3: it's like how strong is the heart at pumping it? Okay. Does it does it pool in there?
4: You know, I guess I just kind of assume maybe I don't know how the body works that well, but I assumed if there's enough blood in there and it's just pumping consistently, then it's like always full. It's a
3: real shame that if you have a boner and you can't you can't just get a full boner.
2: It's like that must be really sad if you have a penis that
0: big. Well, I imagine if you can't ever get fully erect, it's got to be hard to measure.
2: It says 15 inches and there's a quote on Wikipedia where they actually use the term monster cock, which I think is just great
4: that's incredible what happens if you search wikipedia for monster cock uh i'm
0: gonna do that right now it's probably a Thank picture you. of sonic the hedgehog yeah <laughs> and on that note let's move to the next question right under the buzzer let's do okay. it pitch oh. dyad as a saturday morning cartoon oh man
1: mcgrath this sounds like your uh your territory
0: it sounds like a question meant for
3: i don't fucking know
1: <laughs> It's uh, not very Saturday morning come pressure. On,
3: that's just, imagine, imagine the WB or whoever it is now that pollutes the minds of children comes to you and is like, we want to make a cartoon out of your show. Well,
1: all right, is, like, so it's a it's a tap-dancing squid that has to uh, go on a series of adventures in order to cha- uh, save, um, man, I, all these little squidlings, I guess. I'm just going to
3: say it's like an animated Teletubbies, except they all have like really large teeth.
1: Whoa. Wait, isn't isn't a uh, Yo Gabba Gabba kind of a lot like uh children's version of Dyad in some ways? It's got in that, It's a children. It is. It is. Kind of yeah, it's it's, it's
2: a, it is tactical. I've never seen it. I can't. Uh, I
3: can't comment. You should watch it. I think it's your kind of pop culture, Sean McGrath. It,
0: the guys who used to do Home Star Runner work on that show.
2: I don't know about no home star runner, but I've seen Yo Gabba Gabba. What? Oh, I know home star runner. That was that shit was hilarious back like ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Strong Bad was jokes.
0: Yeah, Strong Bad yeah, right. email all that. Yeah, Strong yeah.
4: Bad had a, had a lot of jokes. Sure in it did. The peasants.
3: Yeah. I actually never saw anything. I I don't know what Stone. I've heard the the words home star runner, but I don't know what it, is. One it. It's
4: a website it. with website with some jokes on it. Yeah.
2: Bismarcky is on uh is on that show too, right? On Yo Gabba Yo Gabba. Gabba, Gabba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's recent enough to watch it right there. Yeah, it's like for children.
3: Like, so if if you have some children in your house for some reason, I think they, they apparently they enjoy it. But that's the only reason I saw it is because uh, my my friend he's got children.
1: So it's it's for children and their their super cool parents. Yeah, um, I think that's the. The point of it is that parents can get some kind of different sort of lulls out of it than the than the kids can, and uh, maybe that's a tactical.
3: It's just tactical kind of area. a solidly put together kind of holistic entertainment experience that's not necessarily narrative. You know, they say stuff like "Yay, it's fun to have friends" or whatever, but they do so with some sort of uh, some sort of holistic rock and roll.
4: Aesthetic. You're talking about Dyad.
3: So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dyad, dyad very often tells you it's fun to have friends.
4: Right.
3: I didn't have any friends when I played Dyad. I played it in the dark, in the silence, in the terror of my living room.
4: And now how friends many It's just
3: friends? congregated around you. Now I've got – there's there were just a whole bunch of animals outside the window by the time I was done. <laughs> there, was, there was a deer just flinging itself against the glass, just trying to get in. Apparently, deer don't get through classes easily when you're not driving the car at them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, deer!
1: Making a game about that? Yeah. Uh,
3: what, what, how, would you like that to be a Saturday morning cartoon?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, see, oh, that one, would yes, a great one I, Saturday morning cartoon.
4: Yeah, I yeah. can I can definitely see a plot around that. There are children for some reason, mm-hmm. and, and uh, there is a deer that's in the car also because you need like a little animal companion. And uh, I don't know, are they trying to find the deer's mom? maybe yeah, yeah why and, and why and they,
2: that, why aren't yeah. you a deer in oh running over children?
0: Oh man, you're gonna Ooh. have
1: to wait for oh dear too to find out about that. All I
0: right. imagine in the oh cartoon, there's a little deer on your dashboard that comes magically alive just for the children. Oh.
3: okay, yeah. all right, <laughs> all right did, let's did, move did we on. the cartoon We're gonna I let's finish the on. cartoon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we so, Dyad, the cartoon. Wait, is are we done the... with that? Yeah. It's just, it's Yo Gabba Gabba, but with, uh, I want to say it's louder, and the background is predominantly black instead of white. And more squids. And there's like black lights and laser lights and stuff, and the main character's like a guy with like a squid on his head. Yes.
2: Can it be Bismarck-Each?
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, why not? We'll yeah. Get... All right. All right. Let's, we'll, we'll call Sony and uh, call the television entertainment authorities about this tomorrow. Bismarck, okay. it is.
0: All uh, right. What with the ten, what with the tenth anniversary and the latest game in America coming this week, uh, we should probably talk about Kingdom Hearts. Given the choice, yeah. would you rather see creative control of the series handed to A. Atlas, B. Level Five, C. Cavia?
1: Kingdom Hearts. I was thinking like who's who's gonna run it into the ground fastest and just get rid of it. Um, yeah, I was waiting so, for
4: the comedy option, but it didn't happen.
1: Yeah, so I feel like maybe. Yeah. Man, who's gonna do the worst job? It, it, our options were Atlas, Kavya, and who? Level five. Level five, man. Well, all all of gonna... level five's games have been tanking lately. That's Cabby. true. So level five, let's say yeah. for me.
4: Level five is playing the long game, Frank.
1: They're playing okay. the wrong game, is what they're doing.
4: By, by releasing oh. failures, they're playing the long game?
1: Yes.
3: Oh. <laughs> I, you know, maybe, maybe. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I won't get into this because it is much more than a six-minute topic. But uh, they're playing the long game, bro. Don't worry, they're going to be okay.
1: okay. I think that having uh, having Kavya get control of it, would be really cool if they had complete creative control and... For the purposes of
0: this topic, all three have complete creative control. Well, obviously, getting
3: Kingdom Hearts means you're being given the budget to make a Kingdom Hearts game, which is a huge budget. So...
1: And, uh, it would be... If they didn't have to be beholden to Disney, they could do a lot of weird, odd things like a Mickey Mini sex scene, which I don't want to see but I do, um,
2: I do, yeah, I do too. Disturbing
1: enough that? It would make uh, make for interesting entertainment. I'd watch the bejesus out of that.
0: <laughs> so, uh Kavia apparently pitched uh, near to Square Enix as an older demographics alternative to Kingdom Hearts.
1: Interesting.
3: That is interesting. Indeed. Why the monsters kind of
0: look similar, and there's that, uh, the two floaty uh, NPCs that follow you everywhere, that sort of thing. All the bad guys are named after fables.
3: And the story is basically exactly the same. That's, That's a joke.
2: Yeah, yeah because, sure.
0: I'd like to see them turn it into a text a adventure
3: story. or a roguelike. like Yeah, I'm but I'm pretty sure, <laughs> yeah, uh, sure Caveat would definitely run Kingdom Hearts into the ground given a budget and complete creative control. It would be interesting, but I'm I'm sure people would hate it because no matter what they do, people hate it. So, what would I they... remember? I remember when Bullet Witch came out, and uh, it was like there was a, uh, a, a, a I I'd written something about it, and and uh, it was on, like, edge online dot whatever. and there was a comment that was like, I was like, Caveat's Bullet Witch comes out next week, and it looks pretty awesome. And it was like, all, all cavia's ever – like, there was a comment. These are the exact words. Ready? All Caveat's ever done is bring the suck, and now they're going to be bringing the suck with two cores. Count me out. That was the comment. <laughs> Two so, cores? As two in cores, as in the number of... The processors. Xbox 360's processors? Not, really? not cans of beer, no. They, the, well, this was back when the two cores in the processor was a fading buzzword of a sort. Yeah. Which yeah, I, and- I had not mentioned them in my piece. I just said, I really, think... Really, why?
4: Why wouldn't you mention that? Well,
3: because I, 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 know when I noticed that just two days prior to the piece, the buzzword started to fade.
4: I still I keep, put them in every game review. I keep, I keep
3: my finger on the pulse. <laughs> I keep my finger on the pulse. I keep my finger on the pulse. Okay.
1: So. Man, you got to know how many cores there are in things, yeah. or else you're nowhere.
3: Oh, Free. this guy was probably a PlayStation fanboy who was uh, used to hating on the Xbox by referring to its two cores in a uh, disdainful fashion.
4: Your PlayStation 3 has like 27 cores, right? It's, 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 it's got it's got a cell. I think it's infinite cores. Right. So, so this th- this same
3: guy, what would he say about Cavius Kingdom Hearts? Uh, like, from the, the loser failure jerk offs who brought us trash like Bullet Witch, which he counted himself out of, which everybody counted themselves out of, because uh, they just wanted to feel too good for an original IP. People sit around these days talking about well, why is everything a remake or a sequel or a remake will or a reboot or a, a rebook will or whatever. It's like, it's because it's what you get, it's because it's what you deserve for buying stuff like Kingdom Hearts, right? That's why Bullet Witch failed. It's because people wanted remakes and stuff. It's before they noticed it was a trend.
4: So Bullet Witch failed because of Kingdom Hearts.
3: Yes, Bullet Witch failed because of Kingdom Hearts.
4: So uh, So uh, Wachavia should should take it. They they should should 47
3: Ronin uh, Kingdom Hearts by uh, remaking it as this springtime for Hitler. Terrorism <laughs> is what they should do.
1: That's I worked up. with the, the art director of Bullet Witch on a video game. Oh And he was pretty cool. Did he like Kingdom Hearts? I bet he was pretty cool. He was pretty cool. He didn't like Kingdom Hearts. He liked Left for Dead.
3: You know why he was pretty cool, probably? Because Bullet Witch is pretty cool.
1: It's a fun video
0: game. Bullet Witch has the best sewer level in any video game. It's got one of the best airport
3: levels, too. The airplane level, not so much. The sewer airplane. level and the airport
0: yeah. level are the same level.
3: I know. That was the, that was the insinuation. Yeah. The, the first level of that is so good. The first level of Bullet Witch. Man. Like, you want to talk about, like, level design. Sometimes they do. Yeah, let's do that later. <laughs> uh, that's just, man. I would like a Kingdom Hearts that had that sort of scope and feel. You know why I say Kingdom Hearts? Because it would be successful and then it would be like when the Japanese game industry decides to, you know, looks at it and goes, what was the reason for the success? They'd go, well, obviously everything. So we've got to make every game like this
0: now. And then I'd be rolling. And my- okay, uh, we're going to take a short break. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, for a message from one of our listeners, Shelby from Ithaca, New York.
2: Here's the answer to a question from episode two. What are the ingredients of a good boss battle? Well, you have to remember that, by nature, gamers are both arrogant and crippled by self-esteem issues. So the essential ingredient to a boss battle that's both threatening and awesome is making a clone of the player character, but even cooler. People love Dark Link because there's nothing cooler than black recolors of legacy characters. Just ask the Transformers fandom. Azel from Godhand is Jean with sunglasses. Can you dig it? What do Near, Infamous One, and Shadow of the Colossus all have in common? The final boss is you, with supervillain powers. Exciting, intimidating, and deep. Metal Sonic, Klaus, Gary Oak, Julius Belmont, as noted by the lovely panel. All cooler versions of you. All memorable bosses. And that is the correct answer. <laughs>
0: welcome back to the insert credit podcast i'm your host alex gorblex jaffe joining me are frank cifaldi hello again tim rogers yeah hi brandon sheffield i'm still here and dyad's sean mcgrath yo yeah moving on Mm. can we actually see a good superman game in our lifetime yeah why the heck not why yeah why the
3: darn heck not well, there are yeah, there's of- gotta
0: be a way.
2: That N sixty four one was pretty good.
3: Yeah. yeah, that one was fantastic. Like yeah. people, people people joke about that all the time. Okay, I IGN gave Godhand a three, okay? They gave Superman, what, a one? They were probably pretty good. Like Godhand's a ten at least, right? So Superman is is about an eight. Right. I'd say. game's there's nothing wrong with that game.
1: I think you'd have to take a different tactic than than the usual because You've got like an invincible guy who uh who just, just doesn't die. Who doesn't die but is, is hindered by kryptonite. So you just have to have a player being, you know, powerful but then like uh but then being crippled sometimes. And that's well, you know, the, not the fun the way to design really game that came
4: out uh for the movie, the more recent movie Superman Returns, Returns. games. Yeah. Um the the life meter in that was Metropolis, not Superman. Yeah, yeah. So that makes it, sense.
3: it was like sort of a, a pseudo, like a reputation kind of thing, yeah? So it's like the more violence is happening in the city, the quicker the meter goes down. So you've got to be like, you've got to actually feel the, the real weight of Superman, which is his responsibility. Yeah, but then I'd the like whole game play. is a giant escort mission. Well, sort yeah. of, but you, you, what you're doing is you're like... Like, Superman is all... Superman is psychic, right? He has psychic powers. So he's like, there's definitely something going on 12 blocks away. You're thinking
0: of Spider-Man.
3: You've got to jump... Well, no, Spider-Man has spider sense. Superman is just 100%... He's got super sense. He's got prescience. He's psychic. So, like, you just press the button, fly into the air, and then you're flying through the air to the next part of the city, and you're going back down. You go back down, and you fight some dudes, and then you go back up. And you can pick up cars and throw them, and... uh, it's all about ending the crimes as quickly as possible.
1: I'd really like to play a Superman game where you're mostly uh, Clark Kent. Yeah, and that is like my to,
0: dream superhero game.
1: You have to do <laughs> uh, reporting and making sure Lois Lane is feeling all right, and then every once in a while, you'll you know like once every couple hours, you'll be you'll be Superman, and you have to do something as quickly as possible so you can get back to being Clark Kent because you're you're on an important deadline, you don't want to let Lois down, etc.
0: I have With, always wanted to play a Batman life sim where during the day you're banging about as this uh, billionaire CEO playboy and during the night you go out in Gotham City and bust heads.
3: And we were we were talking about that uh recently you and me and it's like the cool thing would be that's like exactly the kind of game that Rockstar could make. Mm-hmm. You know. Like but of course they're not going to get the Batman they wouldn't want to make their own thing, right? So I, I think I've just discovered that that's probably a, a in the works project for Rockstar. They've got to be making a superhero game with yeah. their own original comic book superhero.
0: I would play be- that.
1: What if you did? Um, what if you did the Superman thing with uh, Xbox Smart Glass, and you uh, you had to kind of keep these plates spinning as Clark Kent on the.
0: Bottom screen.
1: (laughs) While you're uh while on the top screen you're you're occasionally Superman.
0: (laughs) That sounds great.
4: I I Uh, do wonder, um I remember I remember talking to uh my current boss and Brandon's uh former boss Simon Carlos who designed a Superman game. Uh the Xbox Superman game, um which is not a good game. Um he thinks that it's impossible to make a good Superman game because it's uh, really difficult to judge uh, s- judge space relations uh, in mid-air with no static objects to uh, mm. gauge with. And I'm kind of wondering if that becomes uh, a lot easier to deal with in 3D. It, yeah.
1: Uh, uh,
3: Panzer Dragoon, that's the battle system right there. It's just this Panzer Dragoon in the air. Yeah. We're sending... Uh, Nuggets of uh, fire, heat vision.
4: Yeah, but that's not really Superman, though. Superman's all about punching. Yeah, he loves to punch and kick and I mean,
1: fly with one leg up.
0: You could always yeah. do it like Golden Age Superman, where he can't fly, but he could jump really high, leap yeah. tall buildings in a single bound. It's it's definitely
3: not, uh, not at all impossible to make 3D flying, punching feel good. Uh, Treasure's done a couple of these bleach games on the... Uh, on the, the Wii that nobody's played. Of course I have. Because, I played
0: one of those. It was kind of fun.
2: Oh, yeah? Didn't they make one on DS? I remember playing one on DS. So they the, did.
3: Those are, those are side view 2D sort of things. Yeah. So these ones on the Wii are... There's a, there's a 3D one. Uh, like it's, uh, it's pretty neat. It feels like Sin and Punishment, the fighting game. And Sin and Punishment has a really good feel to the, the melee combat. So if it were like, you punch a guy, like... When he approaches you, and then you after touch to uh to send him spinning, knocking into another guy then uh i I'm, I'm sure you could sit around and just ballpark a whole bunch of stuff for Superman to do in the air, and then you'd be like, yeah, that's it that's our superman game'd like, totally possible
1: i'd like him to have to uh run faster than a bullet and jump jump over a, a building and and uh beat up." A locomotive to prove that he's more powerful than it.
4: Uh, Those the, the, the three challenges of Super. Yeah, th- that's,
2: yeah. A that's, that's the tutorial. That's
1: the tutorial stage. <laughs> yep, there you go. Tutorial stage right there.
2: He's just an insecure jerk in the game.
1: Okay. Cool. If you
0: were Dr. Robotnik, how would you finally defeat Sonic the Hedgehog? Oh,
4: man. Lots of spikes. Just spikes everywhere. Just yeah. room made of spikes.
3: I would get a cage and I would fill it with chili dogs, and then there'd be a nuclear missile aimed at the cage, and the nuclear yeah. missile would move, the The rocket would be set so that it flies faster than Sonic can run. Nukes. Okay. Well, uh, uh, sh- but, Short
4: answer.
0: Can any rocket go faster than Sonic
4: can run? I mean, Sonic is the fastest thing alive, but rockets are not alive. Rockets aren't alive now. Look so up, I win. So he's in this cage, and there's a rocket coming. How, what's the time between uh, takeoff and impact? Well,
3: the, the radius of the rocket would have to be... The radius of the rocket blast would have to be greater than the distance Sonic could run in the time as represented from the, the time interval from launch of rocket to impact of rocket.
4: Right.
2: So
3: you would take Sonic's speed times the amount of time it would take the rocket to reach the cage.
4: And this is Sonic Speed assuming that he just instantly breaks out of the cage, which would cause a delay. He would bust in there, he would eat all the chili dogs, uh,
3: and then possibly you would have the cage rigged to slam shut before he started eating the chili dogs.
1: I think uh, a Mecha Cream the Rabbit to um, confound and demoralize him so that he feels like he's Worthless. She just constantly gives him a dressing down, so that he feels like that you know there's there's nothing left for him in life, and then, then Robotnik can just come over and shoot him in the head because he won't even feel like moving fast.
0: I had to uh, research this for a project I was working on. Uh, did you know Queen the <laughs> Rabbit is six years old?
1: Ah, there you go. And, and that's the one that he's into, right?
0: Um, no, he's <laughs> into Amy, I think.
1: No, I thought Amy was into him, and he didn't care thought Cream the Rabbit in the games was not like a sexual
0: object in any way.
1: Yeah, I didn't think she, uh, she had that uh, like chow. Yeah, I think, you know, I think that uh, UK resistance um, has has skewed my perspective on, on the Sonic series because of their uh, fake style fetishization. Of in case Cream you're the wondering, Rabbit.
0: Sonic himself yeah, is
3: 15. Sure Sonic is 15, so he's not legal.
1: No. no.
3: God darn it. Well, Sucks. He's got to be older than fifteen now. I mean, they've got to have advanced his uh, his timeline a tiny bit. It's like
0: Simpsons' times that the years move on, but the characters stay the same age. I don't like that. I want Sonic to
3: at least uh, be old enough to get some action, because then he could be the John C. Holmes of video games.
0: Meanwhile, Shadow the Hedgehog is like fifty. So, uh, dang, yeah. And Silver the Hedgehog is what like thousands of years old. No, he's from the future, so he's, like, a year younger than Sonic. Nice.
2: How old is Dr. Robotnik?
0: Uh, no canonical source for this. Mm. Wow.
2: Mm. Convenient.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, he really just... He just has to apply himself. He's, he's tried a lot of good uh, things before. He just... He just... Just kind of gives up. He's got to put more spikes on stuff. i shoot him in the
2: face with the halo gun.
3: Yeah, you know what it should be? His enemies... His enemies uh, that he makes, his badniks, right? They should just all have spikes on the front. Yeah, that's what I would do. There you go, and that,
1: the and, top also.
3: And then I'd uh, make some sort of magnet that just sucks up all the rings. Like he makes these giant robots, right? He's what is he trying to do with Megasonic?
0: Uh, he's he, trying to collect the Chaos Emeralds.
3: Yeah, yeah. So okay, well with Meg. Mecha- Like, Megasonic, first of all, doesn't look anything like Sonic. You would not trick any of Sonic's friends into believing that was really Sonic, number one. Number two, he needs to just get a big magnet that sucks up all the rings that he's left all over the place when his power machine blew
4: up or whatever. No, no, we're going by that timeline, then. Yeah, the the original comic book one. Okay, the, the Sega of America marketing version. Okay, got it.
3: Yeah, so, like, he needs to get all the rings so that Sonic does not have a life meter and then he needs to put spikes on the front of all his guys and on the top.
4: Okay, not the back.
3: Yeah, so it's like, like I'm pretty sure that the, like the amount of metal he is using to make all those robots, he doesn't need to make, he can make one-tenth of the robots, use the metal he would use to make the other nine-tenths of those robots to just make more spikes.
4: Now, if he melted down the rings and made spikes out of them, would Sonic absorb the spikes? Or get no. In the spikes.
3: No, it would be like Superman getting stabbed with k- kryptonite, basically.
1: Wow. Um, what about... Uh, okay, here's, here's an idea. Um, poison slash killer flickies. He's always saving these flickies. Mm. But what if inside the, the, the robot that he destroys, these flickies are actually immediately turning on you? Sonic's not going to expect that.
4: Uh, you know what I would him. do is... I, I would keep doing bad things... So that Sonic has to keep going on adventures and uh, overflood the marketplace with his adventures and uh, then get killed <laughs> off by of Sega.
1: Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I like
0: that one. Wow, diabolical.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say spikes on the front, spikes on the top. Is probably <laughs> Spikes on the front, party in the back.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Under Underwater, too. Oh, yeah, just every level is just water. Yeah. There you go. It's easy. It's so easy. Sure. Freaking guy, Robotnik Doesn't just has to apply himself. Yeah, I mean if yep. you're the one
3: making like in other platform games, we we have to believe that the enemies are just there, whereas in Sonic, it's like they were placed. Yeah, yeah we're, we we know that that Robotnik is the level designer. Right
0: <sighs> Give us another one. I will right now. Put Rank these games from best to worst. Nice. Spec Ops: The Line. Spec Ops. Marble Madness 2 Yeah Shank
4: uh, sp- Spec Ops, Shank's, Marble Madness 2 It's, it's pretty easy
1: um, Spec Ops, Marble Madness 2, Shank Uh, Is my
4: I'm going to go ahead and say Marble Madness is just not that good Wait, are you going to say Marble Madness 2 is Man- better than Shank?
1: Yes
3: I think Shank is a little limp personally.
4: Shank, Shank is not a good game But Marble Madness 2, Marble Man Is a uh... Well, okay, it's hard to judge that game because it's not done Definitely, is a prototype that's unfinished. But as it is, it's uh, entirely terrible. I wonder why it's not.
1: It's not entirely terrible. It's it's got a. It tries to tweak the the marble madness theme uh, by adding, you know, turbo and more annoyances. But um, it has longer levels. It's got some some interesting stuff that it does. It's not. It's. I would say it tried a little harder than Shank did.
0: Uh, yeah, Sean McGrath, but... would you care to defend Shank? Oh,
2: no, that game is fucking terrible. <laughs> and that's the, that's the only one of them that I have played, so I'm going to say that uh, it's the best of the three because it's the only one I have played.
3: Oh, man, I, you, Speed Cops is all right. Yeah, Speed, Speed Cops, Cops is okay.
1: Did you I'm play sure it? Yeah, no, I, I played Speed Cops, but I haven't finished it. Okay.
3: I haven't... Uh... I haven't played or finished Speed Cops, but I keep thinking I want to play it, and I keep seeing stuff that makes me want to play it.
4: Uh, so the, uh, the, the, the takeaway that I have, and I've discussed this with you, Tim, is that it doesn't do anything interesting or new, but it's kind of a best-of mixtape of all the interesting things that have been done in Game Narrative over the <laughs> past 10 years. It's a grab bag. It's a grab bag. It's a mixtape. It's a, mix it's a, it's a, co- a best-of compilation. Of of the little tricks and stuff that were done in like Bioshock and and uh Shadow of the Colossus and stuff. All your is favorite hits. Is that the new Speed Cops? Yeah. The new Speed Cops? The new Speed Cops, yeah. Speed Cops, yeah.
1: Speed Cops The uh
4: Theline. It's a, it's an interesting sort of it's it's basically like a Twilight Zone episode is what it is. It's like a military episode of the Twilight Zone, but it's disguised as a bro shooter, and that's really oh, Brandon,
0: it's actually
1: pronounced Thelene. Thelene, okay. Thalen yes,
4: pops a. got it. I'm gonna check it
2: out. I'll, I'll give that game a try.
1: Give it a try. See, it's not. It's not gonna uh, blow your mind or anything. But it's got. It. It does some stuff with the uh, concept of the unreliable narrator, and uh, and it it makes you uh
3: I'm be doubting the narrator while I play the game the whole time.
1: It's better it. than Shank. It's better
2: than Shank, probably. Yeah. That doesn't say much. Shank <laughs> doesn't have a narrator though, does it?
3: Shank just I think kinda, Shank
2: does have a narrator. Doesn't I think he? it does. Shank just it just kind of ha- like cutscenes that I think are narrated by like some stereotypical Western voice.
3: Yeah. Some sort of guy pressing buttons is what Shank's about. And
2: Shank I will say, I played Marble Man two years ago at the
3: California Extreme uh, Arcade, Extreme Arcade, Extreme Expo, Extreme. Which,
4: by the way, is the only place you can play Marble Man. Yeah, it
3: uh, is the only place you can play it because they have that one machine that they put there, and it's like, yeah, it's all right. You know, but it's like it's the reason I would say why not put Shank up there is because why why is Marble Man not done? Because so they realized, yeah, this is a video and it's kinda of sucks, who cares? And they just kinda of stopped. Just kind of gave up on it. Okay, maybe there's a better story than that, but <laughs> it's just it's just Marble Madness with a couple of uh it's like imagine a Marble Madness stage, but a human had somehow entered the 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 code, had entered the computer like in Tron, and then taking a dump all over the, the level design, just like left a couple piles of feces on some narrow walkways or whatever. That's that's what it's like. It's just like Marble Madness, but they, they shoehorn a personality into the marble. Faces. It, it's technically, it, it's it's kind of got a couple of examples. Just It's got just the tip of the evil that infects games like Kingdom Hearts.
2: Just the tip. Is there a face on the marble?
1: Yes. There is a face, and also on some of the enemies, and the faces are real dumb. Yeah. So did to... you guys
2: see um, uh, Petri Puro and Martin uh, Johnson, or Johansson, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, because he's Swedish, they did a talk at some Swedish game thing where they talked about adding juiciness to your game. Did you guys see any of that?
1: No, but that sounds gross.
2: The word. It was really good. They, put, they made Breakout and then put a happy face on the, uh, on, the, on the paddle at the bottom, and it made the game a million times better.
1: You know, what's funny is uh, this this game, Anodia, uh, which is a breakout clone that has no music and has kind of annoying sound, they just added a face to their paddle just very recently. Really? Yeah.
2: I wonder if it's because of Petri's talk.
1: I Petri also, also wonder talk. that.
2: You should watch it. It's very, very good, actually. Like, right. it's, like I mean, one of the, it's one of the best things you could watch on game design, I think, that
1: exists. It's about He's a pretty in, smart guy.
2: When, when was this? Maybe I've already read the Gama Sutra write-up. Was it at the Nordic Game thing? Seems likely that it was at the Nordic Game Jam, yeah.
3: Yeah, I, I, think, I've, I think I've read this. Uh, and juice, juiciness is a, a kind of a concept that just means a whole bunch of stuff happens. Like when Jack does a kick in Jack and Daxter, he doesn't just kick like a Taekwondo kick. He, uh, he spins all around, and you know, his left arm kind of flops up and down in like a surfing motion, and his uh, daxter jumps up off his back and like snake twirls around him, and you see like, uh, like 12 things happen when he does a kick.
0: That's, that's juice.: And that's what juicy is.:: juice. Juice. The juice is loose. This might be a tough question. What's sure. the best way to make a living in the video game industry? uh
3: to to have a job that pays a lot of money and then just play video games for fun
1: that's not in the video game industry it's technically you're supporting the video game I guess so <laughs> maybe maybe be a be an analyst that can make predictions and get it
4: yeah yeah a whole somehow of, yeah become Michael Pactor yeah how did Michael Pactor become Michael Pactor just he got his own internet TV show did he just did he
3: did he like go hey wait a minute there's nobody doing this and then just you know, quickly got together a PhD or something. Does he have a PhD? What is I, it? I don't know. Like, this oh, man, is great to one up. I better get this really, really quick. Who, who is this guy?
4: Michael Pachter. He's Michael a- Packer from uh, Wedbush Securities. He's uh, he's an analyst. He's not just a video game analyst, so he's, he's a tech analyst. Who, yeah. uh, well, I don't
2: trust people who have analysts in their title.
4: He- no, and you shouldn't. No, he's basically, like, your average guy on NeoGAF, but he's paid for it. I don't trust yeah, anybody uh, who has anal in their title. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Actually that's the that's I do trust people with anal.
3: He, yeah. You might as well. Says stuff. Yeah. Like, Big year for Microsoft. Q4. Halo Four's coming out. Yeah. And that's it. It's like yeah, you're going to want some stock around or before then because they 4... <laughs> it's like <laughs> thing that like if if the average NeoGAF poster got, like, electrocuted with, like, just the right amount of juice, they, their, their brain would probably shift, like, the one millimeter required to become Michael Pachter.
4: You know, the thing about Pactor, and I don't think anyone's actually done this, but I, I, I look at his, his reports and his predictions, and he is always wrong like every time every time quarterly results are coming up for a game publisher and he has his sort of predictions of you know what the revenues were like in the last quarter he's always way
0: off well that's time. a skill if you're always wrong then you can just do the opposite Oh, I just understand. don't listen to Pactor and you'll you'll be rich. There you go. <laughs> well, there was
2: a there was a study done where they took um every like this was in the '90s before hedge funds existed, where they took like every single uh, investment fund that had ever existed for the last like 50 years, and they analyzed them against the S&P, uh, and the S&P beat every single one of them like consistently over a long period of time. So basically, all of these people who were predicting stocks have absolutely no fucking idea what they're talking about.
3: I wonder possible that math geniuses could uh, articulate a way to do that uh, inconspicuously. The answer is probably yes, right? Sure. Probably. Is that sure. what I'm saying. I, I got a little bit of silence there at that joke. So
1: well, it's it's, uh, it, it's someone started playing really loud music. And, and i bet. was
3: i was just
4: uh, daydreaming about michael Pactor's salary
3: so. michael Pactor. so actually the best here's here's my final answer for this question the best way to make a lot of money in the game industry two words insider
4: trading yeah <laughs> <laughs> there you go yeah. Yeah. i agree well, i will say i will cash ask. out cash out your sting your zinga stock before uh sting before you have you Stingazock. Sting your Stingazock. <laughs> <laughs> okay the name of this episode is Stingazock.
3: <laughs> but, uh, I still think Gorf Truck should have been the name of the last episode. <laughs> yeah, we, so
1: I think we got that one. I think things we are hard to, to spell. All right, Inside, insider trading.
3: I will close out with a serious one way to not actually become a millionaire in the game industry is to uh, to work that's somebody. That's you know, it's a, like Shigeru Miyamoto. That like guy was making like forty k a year until like. Edge and the BBC did that expose about him, and then Nintendo was like, well, we'll start giving him bonuses, right? Just, <laughs> am I am I wrong about that, Frank?
4: Do you know? Well, like, oh, I don't know, but that uh, wouldn't surprise me.
3: I know. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Working as a, uh, a game designer or a programmer in Japan is not the way to make no. a lot of money because a game programmer in Japan, all your favorite Japanese games from the 16-bit era were made by col- recent college graduates – who were getting paid their age times 10,000 yen a month. So that's like $100. Like, I'm not even joking about this. So wow. Final Fantasy VI, you, you, you'd say great game, got a lot of bugs in it, still a great game. You know, that was made by people getting paid like $2,000 a month to make that game. So, you know, respect right up in there. The end. Yeah. let
1: okay. next question.
0: Uh what bands and artists would you recommend to people who primarily listen to video game music?
3: Oh, that's a neat question. Hmm. Like, what what, what kind of uh, jappy role play the uh the, the 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 person
0: we're talking about here? What kind of video games do you like, man? Oh, man, you know, I like uh I like the Mega Man's. I like all mm-hmm. that uh DuckTales. I like uh Zelda. Zelda's well, the prob- got a great the problem- soundtrack
4: problem with these is that you were listening to games that were composed by spacemen from the future yeah uh, we don't have music like that yet
3: the ducktales you should listen to this uh cambodian khmer uh folk pop rock uh
1: (laughs) i like music 50s yeah i got a lot of that stuff Check out that uh, Cambodia Rocks uh, compilation. But I would say definitely uh, YMO is who they should yeah. be listening to. Yeah, actually, I was actually going to say that also.
3: Yellow Magic Orchestra uh, is actually what that's an abbreviation for. And they're <laughs> they uh, basically every kid in the world, Yuzo Koshiro got picked up uh, on the street in uh, Akihabara like, by some guys at Falcom. I think uh, this is, like, an urban legend or whatever, but it's, like, he was just playing his own music on a keyboard on the street, and they're like, hey, want to make some music for a video game we're making, right? And it's, like, all he really wanted was to be, like, Ryuichi Sakamoto, because he liked Yellow Magic Orchestra. So, that's, like, all the video game music composers that I've ever met. Like, uh, I, I think I'm pretty good friends with Masafumi Takada. used to be a grasshopper. Me and him chat on the internet, like, Semi-frequently, actually fairly frequently, and uh, I mean he's just huge, huge YMO guy, you know, just always like talking about YMO stuff. Like whenever there's anything new about them, like did you see this? And I'm like, yeah, I saw that. It's like, did you
0: guys? I mean, what if you're into something more like Final Fantasy? Like, oh man, I love that Nabuuimatsu.
3: I I listen to Queen. (laughs) Yeah. extensive discography of operatic uh, uh operatic rock music they've got some stupid crazy uh rock guitar riff uh music that sounds kind of like final fantasy battle music uh bohemian rhapsody is basically a four-part boss battle exactly yeah so Nobu weimatsu's a big queen fan uh who's the other guy uh hitoshi sakimoto's a big queen fan uh uh Yasumi Matsuno who made all the Ogre Battle games which are Ogre Battle being named after Queen song. I would say Queen has like these songs. I remember there was this TV drama in Japan that had a Queen song and somebody was like, "Whoa, there's like a new Queen song." It's like it's like a, you know, an unreleased Queen song that's being used as a TV drama theme. And it's like, "No, it's not." You know, there's there's songs on Queen albums that people are going to listen to 10 years from now and put on Pepsi commercials or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, the, I mean that the, that's still a rich discography. Yeah. And I was gonna say, if you like Dyad, You should listen to stuff like Boredoms.
2: I was, yeah, Boredoms is really good.
3: Boredoms would be uh super. I,
2: I was gonna say you should listen to Team Diobi if you know who they are. Team mm-hmm. Diobi. Do you know them? They're like no. a chip tune, They're like a chip tune duo out of New York who are actually really fucking good.
1: I hmm. think people should listen to uh, Gatekeeper. Um because gatekeeper if you if you like video games like uh Sword and Sorcery um and and the music in that you should listen to Gatekeeper and Zombie with an i What if you like zombie these... with a y? Mm. Oh, is it with a y? Right.
2: Zombie I think there's two zombies but the there zombie with a y is really good.
1: Yeah, Zombie with an i is good also. Yeah, that's uh, where we got the
2: air horn. That's where Dyad's air horn came from with
1: Zombie. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, if, I was
4: what... I would say for just about
1: any uh, video
4: game. You should listen to Nickelback. <laughs> yeah,
0: That's
4: Offspring, right? Yeah, <laughs> Nickelback and the Offspring all you know, sure. get you going. Creed Great. is really good too. A
2: little
0: like, bit yeah. of his mash yeah. Mouth. Yeah.
4: yeah, totally. Insane
0: Clown Posse.
4: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That, I mean, Insane Clown Posse was a yeah. really big influence. Gamers
0: on, are uh... essentially juggalos. Right. There yeah. was
4: a level in Diet named after the Insane Clown Posse. Oh.
1: Okay. Is that what? Magic Gilmore's fault?
2: No, no, it's, uh, all it's my fault.
4: Insane. You say, did you say was or is?
2: Is. Still is. It's still in there. It's called nice. Miracles. Yeah, about the magnets. Yeah, yeah. What if you're I like into, that music
0: video. What if you're into, say, uh, a Streets of Rage or a Turtles in Time?
4: Why am I? Uh, Nick Nickelback. Nickelback.
1: <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah, well, there's, the, there's, um, there's that new-ish uh, compilation that FM Sound Synthesis compilation that I forget the name of, but you should listen to that thing that I don't remember what it's called.
0: Okay, but, I got it. What if you love that crazy music in Katamari Damashi? Oh, man.
1: Oh, yeah.
4: That's, you know, that's, I don't know. that There's think, not a single thing you could listen to for that. That's
1: yeah, it's it's a bit varied. I guess you could listen to, like,
3: uh, being right? a,
1: a lot of... Uh,
3: uh, Japanese pop music from the mid... Uh, yeah. and- Pizzicato 5. Pizzicato
1: 5 is the one I was going for.
3: There you go. Fantastic uh, a- Plastic Machine.
2: Fantastic mm-hmm. Plastic Machine, yeah. There's, yeah. They, there was two albums from uh, 1998, I think. There was Sushi something or other, Sushi 2002 and Sushi 4004, I think they were called, that were like weird sort of electro-Japanese pop from the mid to late 90s. Those are pretty good.
0: Uh, what about people who are first introduced to music from before they were born by Bioshock?
3: I would say just get the or the Django Reinhardt chronological collection and uh, uh, put there's, it.
4: There's a there's a good compilation I just got that would be good for those people. It's a two disc set called uh, Music to Watch
1: Girls By. So oh, that,
0: that is. is a great compilation.
1: Yeah. Oh, and um, the the thing I was trying to think of before is called Sound Shock FM Funk Terror.
3: Yeah, I said sound shock, so I guess if this were the price is right, I would have won. Okay.
0: Uh, With that in the bag, let's move on to our lightning round. Okay. You work for a 90s Japanese game developer and realize you only have five minutes before the deadline to submit dialogue for all the village NPCs. Come up with as many lines as you can. Sure is hot today. (laughs) Have you seen my dog?
4: Did you know that you can trade items for money? (laughs) Hey, what's that over there? (laughs) Have you seen my wife? She's in that other town. Have you seen my husband? He's in that other town.
3: Son has gone off to war. Uh, Then soldier says, My mom, I wonder if she's worried about me. (laughs)
2: Sure sure is scary outside this town.
1: (laughs) Things were a whole lot better before ex-evil guy showed up. Monsters out there. I've heard about you before.
4: <laughs> Aren't you the one who defeated the rock monster? <laughs> Welcome to town,
1: city of dreams. You'll never make it. You're just a kid. <laughs>
3: need to be an adventurer like you.
4: If you're feeling hurt, go to the item shop for items. If you want to get drunk, go to the bar. <laughs> Oh, if man. you want to quench your thirst, go to the juice bar. That's the American version you were doing. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah, we write that as well. Yeah. Localization. Is that all of it? That's, that's all that we just <laughs> wrote in RPG? Yeah, <laughs> that's everything.
0: Uh, who, who, who would win in a fight? Kevin Butler or Sanchiro? Oh, Segata Sig- Sanchiro? Seigata
1: Sanjiro beats everyone forever.
0: Uh,
3: would punch that guy a lot, but he sure would make some sounds as he uh, bleeds and falls onto the ground because I think that guy's kind of a cool marketing idea
2: that Kevin Butler guy? I
3: think he's kind of a funny idea but yeah, I, I like him too he's funny Sega to would uh, would just show up and they'd be like
2: Dreamcast versus PS3 and he'd just like waste it <laughs> yeah <laughs> actually you know what fuck Kevin Butler asked him to tweet about Diet and they wouldn't do it so but it's like Kevin Butler like hey man you should talk about Diet and he didn't so <laughs> he's a
0: jerk we get sick SS on him. is Isn't Kevin Butler friends with the creepy telekinetic baby? I don't even want to get into that. What's the next not lightning round question? Next lightning round question, what's the next big franchise to get the Lego treatment?
1: <laughs> um, um GTA. GTA.
0: Lego oh, okay. Mario Brothers Wii U.
3: Uh, Legos. <laughs> Legos. Lego Lego.
1: Lego, Lego Legos.
3: What we make the entire jack into extra trilogy with Legos.
1: Lego Loser oh, yeah. Suit Larry.
0: Lego suit, Larry. Yeah. Okay, uh, which game controller is the most lickable? The most lickable?
1: Oh, for sure, the Saturn Saturn controller, I think.
0: The the Japanese
4: one,
1: right? Yeah. Two. Lick all over that guy. It's made of plastic.
2: No, the original Xbox controller, because the buttons look like candy. It's made of plastic. It would feel
3: good against the tongue, kind of
2: slightly sandpapery.
1: Not, not to get phallic or anything, but the Wiimote. mode. Yeah. yeah, the Wiimote, mode. No, I mean I'm, I'm thinking
4: in terms of what it's going to feel like. Also, oh, and I'm going to, I'm going to go Wiimote. It's. If it's you're going to go phallic,
0: go whole hog and go with the PlayStation Move.
4: Oh yeah, you're right. I'm not going for the sake of
0: being phallic. I'm just, just the tip though. <laughs> just yes. the tip. Deep. Uh, as glibly as possible, define the word indie. Uh. <laughs> Doctor Jones. Indie. <laughs> 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 I
3: don't know. It means you're proud of not having a organized... <laughs> 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 it's a term which indicates pride in not having a 12-month plan.
4: It's, or... kind of, it's kind of like putting a patch from a punk band on your
0: backpack. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: all right. On my track neighbor.
0: What yeah. actually was the worst E3 of all time? All <laughs> the... Oh. Go to. It was the one
4: where uh, Green Goblin killed all those people and Spider Man had taken down.
1: Yeah, that was
0: upsetting. Um, no, you're just thinking of the font in Spider Man being the, similar to the PlayStation 3 font and the no, E3 where they revealed actual- the PlayStation 3.
4: Didn't uh, that did- actually happen? Yeah, yeah. Green Go- I mean, Spider Man was showing off the game. You know, they, they invited him over to E3, and Green Goblin came and threw a bomb, and 16 people
0: died. Oh, jeez. It's terrible. Man, that's a really sour note to end the uh, podcast on, so let me ask one more. Uh, Miyamoto recently said that Nintendo's new core demographic may be in museum guides. What other fringe professions can Nintendo bring into the fold? Plumbers. Yeah, I was going to say electricians, but plumbers is like the same
3: thing. They need a Mario game that's actually got some plumbing in it, just like they need a Batman movie. People wanted a Batman movie with some actual uh, detective work in it or something. I want a Mario
0: game with some actual plumbing.
1: I fixed two toilets when I was in New York. That's more than Mario's done.
0: Uh, Mario crawls through a whole bunch of pipes in Mario Bros. Yeah. yeah. Enough. Well, you don't know what he's doing off camera. Right? Well, that wraps it up for episode five of the Insert Credit Podcast. Our Thanks. guest this week was Sean McGrath, creator of Dyad. You can buy Dyad for fourteen ninety nine over the PlayStation Network service on your Sony PlayStation 3 computer entertainment system or for just eleven ninety nine, if you're a member of the PlayStation Plus uh, program. If you'd like to hear your question on the show, or answer one of ours, send an email or an audio file under one minute to podcast at com. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. We love hearing nice things about us, and Apple uses that information to feature us in the iTunes store. You can also discuss the show on insertcredit.com. This is Alex Gorvlax-Jaffe. Guys, yeah, introduce yourself. true.
1: Oh, oh, and then also we're here. I'm Brian Sheffield, and I'm saying a goodbye salutation. I'm Tim, uh, I'm, I'm I'm not not Tim Rogers. I'm Frank
4: Cifaldi. I
3: want to let you guys know that I was not wearing a shirt for this entire podcast.
1: Nice. Great. Good.
0: Me neither. And also that my hair looks fantastic.
1: That's probably a lie.
0: My hair looks fantastic for the entire podcast, too. Great. That makes great radio. And we are still looking for a good sign-off phrase. I don't think we need one. I think, I think podcast over, yeah, is pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. And with that, we'll take you to podcast over, yeah.
3: Podcast over, yeah!